0: couple things to pray for maybe just the main one the people that we we've had several in the hospital last week who are all out and doing better um, and then uh, <clears throat> yesterday I was up to see uh, Cindy Swan in the hospital and um <clears throat> not doing well at all and discovered that uh, She has a 90% blockage of the main artery in her heart. Um, And so they decided not to fool with it here. And they flew her to, well, I think we'd say Denver, but it was probably Fort Collins or somewhere is, if I recall, where she's at. And I think um, surgery is in the morning. So they'll have to do old-fashioned bypass you know where they open your sternum and do the (laughs) but um, anyway so we want to pray pray for that father in heaven we do thank you that all of the things in life which is practically everything is completely over our heads we can't do a thing about it and lord you are the only one who can do the kinds of things that we would request done and so Lord we've come to the right place to ask you to continue giving recovery to those that have been hospitalized gone through surgeries or whatever else continue to give them uh, health and strength we pray too for Cindy and ask you to give the doctors skill wisdom good judgment and we pray that you would restore her to health. And we thank you, Lord, that we, we can bring all these things to you, and you told us to. So we come on your own authority when we bring things in request to you. Guide us in our study tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try to go, try to get through Christian science. There's three, how many of you have heard, I know I'll get hands on this one. How many of you have heard and maybe, well, heard of and or know a little something about Christian science? Everybody's, most everybody's heard of Christian science. Okay. How many of you have heard of unity? Unity. It's actually called Unity School of Christianity or something. What? Nope. Um, that's different, but I'm also going to ask about Unitarians. Um, so that's the third one, Unitarians. Now, the reason we're going to look at Christian science and then Unity will likely not get into Unitarians um, <clears throat> tonight is because Christian science and unity share leaders. Um, and so there's some cross um, pollinating that went on with Christian Science unity. Uh, Christian Science was a bit early, earlier than unity, um, but at any rate Christian science by a little time predates, predates all the rest of them. So that's what we'll look at first. Now, where this, these cults kind of take a turn further away from Orthodox Christianity, All the other cults that we studied are cults because they deny Christian doctrine. But these are further into intergalactic traveling, okay, Um, where people only occasionally land on Earth. So um, in that sense, they're further away and get more into um, bizarre stuff and to some degree are influenced by some of the things we studied at the start of the fall which hinduism, buddhism, some of the eastern stuff, okay? Now, so let's let me just start in on christian science. Christian science was officially at least organized in 1879 in Boston. And Boston to until today is home of quote the mother church, okay? The original church. Notice how many of the cults are all in the 19th century. Um, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Seventh-day Adventism, Christian Science, and so forth. Um, The founder, well technically, let's put it this way. The person who became known as the founder but who really wasn't the founder, kind of inherited it, and then became the name, was Mary Baker Eddy. Or, let's see, I think is Mary Baker Grover Patterson Eddy. Okay? Um, <clears throat> she was born in 1821 in New Hampshire. Um, she was sickly both physically and psychologically. Um, she was almost an invalid in her younger days um, and was never able to finish school, which I think that, that does play into some of the things that happened later on. Um, 1843... She was 22, and she was married to a guy named Glover. Yeah, it wasn't Grover's, Glover. Um, He died seven months after they were married, leaving her expecting a child. He was, um, I think he was fairly well off, but at any rate, um, he died seven months after being married. In 1853, which was then would have been, Um, all well nine years or whatever um, she married Daniel Patterson he was a dentist um, and Mary Baker Eddie later to be Eddie her father sat down with this dentist named Patterson and advised him not to have anything to do with marrying his daughter okay Um, he paid no attention to it um, went ahead and you know, got married, it was a bad marriage In resulted in a separation in 1866 and a divorce in 1873 when any kind of separation or divorce was the height of um, scandal, okay? Um, meanwhile, Mary Baker Eddy was Uh, due to her constant um, illnesses and pain, um, she heard about um, a so-called mental healer um, someplace in Massachusetts. Um, And this guy's name was Phineas, Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. Okay, if you're looking for names for one of your pets. Um, Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, okay? He was a mental healer. And the way he mentally healed was he taught people to deny that pain and disease existed. Okay? Now... This isn't quite in the same line, but it's similar to the kind of unhinged thinking. I don't know how many of you have heard of um, the—they call him, you know, a well-known or I can't remember what word famous or whatever. Civil rights attorney. Well, he isn't famous. When I think of a famous civil rights attorney, I'm thinking Johnny Cochran or somebody like that, not Benjamin Crump. Anybody know who he is? He's an ambulance chaser that shows up wherever there's some racial deal, okay? He came out yesterday with the most strikingly brilliant statement and concept I've ever heard. The way, and he said it with a straight face, the way we get rid of crime is we redefine it. That works. You know, I just got carjacked, but it isn't crime. It's an involuntary ride-sharing or something, so crime goes down. Well, that's what this Quimby did. Basically, you think you have pain, but you don't. It's not real. The disease you claim you have is it isn't real, okay? Well, um, she, Mary Baker Eddy, sought to this Quimby, for help for all of her ailments she visited him um, earlier than when she finally got divorced in 1862 and she became a a basically just a disciple of him Um, then he died Quimby died in January of 1866 and um, she basically It turns out that she plagiarized a huge amount of things Quimby had written, okay, and published a book called Christian Science, and that was in, um, well, he died in January of 1866. February 1st of 1866, she published her first kind of a pamphlet with a bunch of plagiarism from Quimby Claiming she was the founder of this new way of thinking, new way of healing, new way of looking at God and whatever else. Okay. Um, And what happened then, um, she fell. Here's how she discovered Christian science. She fell on an icy sidewalk in Boston. She was injured and not expected to live. Now in court stuff and affidavits that were signed the doctor that treated her totally denied that her life was in any kind of danger because she fell on an icy sidewalk okay um he denied that she claimed that she was on death she was at death's door um and she was sick for three days you know just before she was about to die um and <clears throat> she remembered a Bible verse um, when Jesus said to one of the paralytics that he healed arise take up your bed and walk okay? she claims um, that she did that and she was healed on the spot um, and was healthy ever after which was not true okay? Um Maybe she got it mocked, but the idea that she was never ill again was is ridiculous because she had a lifetime of, most of it was mental. Um, so she decided then on that point to devote the rest of her days to teaching her healing formulas. Okay, um, she started a school, in Massachusetts. She's taught now. This is in 18 by now. This is 1870. Okay, four years after she had this slipping on the sidewalk healed because she decided the pain wasn't even there and, you know, whatever. Um, And so she opened this school for 12 lessons. This is 1870, okay? For 12 lessons in how to achieve this mental power and, um, um, I guess, dismissal, of pain and disease, she only charged three hundred dollars. okay now in 1870 I didn't look it up, but I'm betting that's a year's salary. I mean it, there's no way in the world. Um, so uh, to jump clear to the end of her life when she didn't die, she went away. that's what she told her followers if If I die, but you can't die, but if I do, tell them I just went away, okay? So by the time she, quote, went away, she was worth, and this is very early 1900s, she was worth $3 million, okay? 90% of these cults are nothing but flim-flam, you know, snake oil stuff, as an illegitimate way of getting money, that's the bulk most of the time. That's what it is, and it right up till today, when you look at the guys that are the mega church people, and the fleet of planes and all that kind of stuff, um, it's really something how Jesus had no place to lay his head, but they claim that they're following him. Anyway. Um, now, <clears throat> after she decided to devote the, re- the rest of her days, started this school, um, then a major book that she published in 1875 was called Science and Health. Okay, that's still in print. Um, and then just four years later, she officially organized, incorporated um, Christian science. Okay. Um, that was in 1879. 1881, she founded the Massachusetts Metaphysical College in Lynn, then, then later moved to Boston. Um, and in 1882, she died of heart failure, but in, but now I, I'm reading this here right out of the text. She died of heart failure in 1882, but not really. She really was killed um, by enemies of the work of Christian Christian science. She was killed in Boston um, by enemies who mentally poisoned her with arsenic. OK? I mean, they didn't give her a shot. They didn't put it in her coffee. They mentally administered arsenic to her, and it killed her. Okay? Now, she never should have died. You know, if she put her th- everything into practice, you You know. In the, the truth of the matter is, we're really not even here. Seriously. You think you hear music? You don't. You think you're sitting in here in church? We're we're not here. Um, Now, there were some ancient Greek philosophers that taught some of that. Um, And the Gnostics, uh, early first century um, enemy and prior to the first century, but major enemies of Christianity, we talked about the Gnostics some time ago. Um, but they were dualists, mind over matter kind of people. Um, obviously, they differed on different teachings, but nevertheless, it's some of the same kind of um, little different wrapping, but the same thing. Um, so let me, let me read just a couple more things. Between 1885 and 1892, 1892, um, I'm still talking about Mary Baker out of here. Um, backing up. After eight, between 1885 and 1892, she had a lot of physical problems, um, and they were brought on, and I have been able to, I didn't have time to look it up. I've, I've heard of this. It's nuts. But between 1885 and 1892, she had many physical problems, all of them brought on by malicious animal magnetism. I tell you, if we get nothing else tonight, avoid malicious animal magnetism, okay? Uh, During this time in her life, there was another thing. She didn't have pain through all this time because it didn't exist. Neither did all the morphine she took exist okay. Um, No one knows how much morphine she took. Um, But anyway, her um, lifelong use of morphine stepped up during these days um, and it, um, it was therefore allowed, the use of medications were allowed for Christian scientists in general, now here's the quote, they were allowed to use morphine or something like that until the belief of pain subsided. Okay? So, when you could talk yourself out of believing that there was such a thing as pain and that you felt it, uh, you 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 could take a (laughs) snort a line okay Um, anyway now um, let's see 1908 um, began the the publication of the Christian Science Monitor which is now just a news magazine and they're they're still active and they'll show up and they um, do a lot of investigative uh, stuff in December 3rd of 1910 is when she died Um, and this is another quote from her if and she didn't use she didn't use the word die if I should ever leave okay if I should ever leave will you promise me you will say I was mentally murdered okay Um, now, what did you say? You, you had it planned out to the end. Um, financial issues. Um, I mentioned at death, her estate was valued at three million. Um, she she constantly revised science and health, and she enlarged that book, science and health used to just be called Science and Health. Then it became Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. Okay? She wrote an accompanying volume called Key to the Scriptures. The Bible, of course, was not, in their view, infallible. It had some really nice things in it that you could use once in a while. Um, but you, it, for any understanding of the Scripture in an accurate way, you, you had to have key to the scriptures that she wrote, okay? It was like a commentary or whatever, and that's the only way that you, that you could really, you might as well not read the Bible unless you had a copy of key to the scripture, okay? Now, um, so what she would do, she would continually revise that, her books that were required reading for her people and she would revise it and then everybody had to buy the new edition. One, there was one particular edition, I can't remember how many different ones she put out over the years, it was every couple years. In one edition of that entire book she changed two sentences and I read the two sentences I mean, it was just nothing. But because of those two new sentences, it required a new edition, and everybody had to, everybody had to buy the new edition. Now the old edition was, um, you know, it's out of style. It's not corrected or whatever the story is. So they'd, everybody had to troop out and buy that book. Um, she also... Um, she charged charged exorbitant fees for teaching Christian science. And then um, she had so many legal fights, both started by her and others, suing her for fraud or she'd sue for defamation or whatever else, because a lot of people uh, attacked Christian science as as a belief, and her for her financial shenanigans. she she kind of drew down the savings for her and the church, which were one and the same, um, with all the legal stuff. So she hatched a deal that every year there was an annual near the end of the year, um, gift for the mother. She was called mother, okay. All of her life she was, um, you know, mother Eddie, I guess. Anyway, um, you had to buy a gift for mother. Um, and here's one case, one year. <clears throat> um, she put out that she would appreciate an annual gift, um, and all, all she needed was three tea jackets. Okay? Similar to, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, a smoking coat, you know, the silk, you know, whatever. Um, but a tea jacket was something you wore for tea and, you know, whatever else. And so she only needed three. Um, and one of them was for, like, high dress. The other was for when no one else is around but the janitor. And I don't know, you know, it's different kinds of levels of dressiness. Okay? And she said wrote in the letter, quote, each, each member doesn't need to send me an actual coat. You can just contribute toward these three, and that's all I need. Only it went to 200,000 followers. Okay? So, um, that's a lot of tea jackets, if indeed you spend it on tea jackets, which she didn't do. anyway, um, so there's lots of scandal around her over the money, the, how many of her marriages, uh, and just stuff. Okay? Now, um, here's an outline of the teachings, basic doctrines of Christian science. One, um, they believe that they are the resurrection or the restoration, of the healing ministry, of Jesus okay um, it was lost in the early church um, because they didn't teach it or something and so Mary Baker Eddy in modern uh, times God chose her to be the restorer of physical healing and mental healing um, during the time of Jesus now um, what is how do they define healing what does healing mean to a Christian scientist or to Christian science in their at least official statements? <coughs> Here's a quote, or close to a quote denial of material reality. There is no matter, there's no pain, there's no disease, there's no death. They are all merely illusions. The only reality in the universe is intelligence or spirit or, in quotes, mind. Okay? So, again, uh, we aren't even here. I don't know how old I was, but my dad, and we were in Eugene, so I, I don't know. We were... I was probably 11 or 12. And somebody in the church had a relative who was up in the hospital. And this relative apparently was Christian Science. I don't know if dad knew it or not, but he went up to call on this woman. And well, she'd badly broken her leg. I like compound or whatever. And she was there, and he went up traction and cast on and all that. And, you know, he. Tried to talk to her about the Lord. No, oh yeah, she, you know, believed because she was Christian Science, um, and she got to talking about, you know, trying to defend herself really from what he was saying. Um, I think he said, you know, you have prayer with her. Well, we don't need to because um, I, I have no pain because we're not here. So he said, so you really don't have a broken leg, do you? Uh, no. And so why do you have a cast on your broken leg? Just because you think you broke it, but you didn't really break, break it? Or says for the doctor who thinks it's broken, and you let him? I don't know what the answer to that was. Finally, he said, you know, really? He said, you're not here, and I'm not here. She said, yeah, that's right. Neither of us are even here. None of this is real. This room, this hospital bed, my leg, none of this is real. It's a figment of our imagination. (laughs) So somehow he just said, well, okay, um, I guess I'll leave, but I'm already gone Um, because we weren't here to start start with. Now that's a definition of insanity, okay? Um, Anyway, so... um, God then, in in Christian science, God is, quote, mind. Okay? Um, Jesus is not God. Um, Jesus didn't really exist because neither do we. Okay? Now, let me remind you of something if we can, if I can, I'm sure I told you this back when we looked at Gnosticism. Um, similar teachings uh, of the Gnostics in the early centuries of the church um, produced the belief that Jesus was merely a phantom. He just was an appearance, but he wasn't a real being. Okay? Well, what that meant, of course, was that he couldn't have, the incarnation was not true, the suffering on the cross and death was not true. The resurrection from the dead and his appearance to the disciples and so forth was not true. And obviously so, and that is why, just as a reminder, that's why John, who probably has the clearest writing in the New Testament against that, introduces in 1 John, he said that, well, in John's Gospel, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we saw him and then in 1st John that which we have seen which we have heard which we have touched and so he he's making the point um not to believe gnosticism dualism matter and spirit never the two connect um, so in a big sense, Christian science and associated uh, reasonings are nothing but a resurrection of old Gnosticism that was dealt with 2,000 years ago. Okay, The devil doesn't really have that many lies. He just trots them around in a different suit and it, it, far enough apart, centuries maybe apart, that we are gullible people they'll swallow that without researching it at all and realizing hey they dealt the church dealt with this 500 years ago or a thousand years ago whatever now um, when it comes to the bible quote it is full of errors whereas the book science and health with key to the scripture that she wrote is without error so it's infallible The Bible's not. Um, Mankind, humans, um, (laughs) had no beginning. Okay? But that's because we're not here. We were never here in the first place. We just think we're here. And we think we die, and we think that we experience births, but all of it is um, an illusion. Okay? Um, now the individual, as far as last things, end of life, or whatever. Um, this is a quote too. After the belief of death passes, okay. Um, you think you died, and your family thinks you died, but they, you didn't die because we're not here. Um, and so when the belief that you died there is even such a thing as death, and you think you've experienced it. Um, there'll be a time of probation, okay, where the old ideas, not the actual, but the ideas of sin, pain and so forth, will be discarded. If they are not gotten rid of, the person will self- annihilate <laughs> okay um, everybody goes through this there's no such thing as you know a believer and a non-believer there's no they there's no hell um, there is no heaven there's nothing of, of matter anything that could be measured weighed seen drawn pictured doesn't exist so there is no heaven there is no hell. I don't know how you self-annihilate, but apparently after you die, there's a period of, quote, probation. It's kind of like the Catholic notion of penance, um, but you learn to get rid of the notion that there ever was such a thing as your, in your head as pain, disease, whatever else. If you can get rid of that, um, then you continue to live in mind whatever that is and if you don't then uh, if you don't get rid of the ideas of pain and disease then you self annihilate so which is really quite stunning that something which doesn't exist can make itself non-existent okay (laughs) Um, now just a little bit of history here, or not history, but bring it up to date. Um, Christian science is, I wouldn't call it dead, but it's pretty close to it. Um, their high water mark was in the early earlier 1900s. In the 1950s, they began to dwindle, okay? and the estimates were that they had maybe 300,000 people in the United States that were Christian scientists. Um, by the late, well by like 2018, 2019, just the last few four, five, six years, um, it's estimated that they're down to 100,000. They've done a lot of, um, well they've been a lot of, done a lot of budget slashing, but since the budget's not even really there, you can cut all you want when you think about it. Um, And you can save tons of money even though it's not really there. What did you say? No No deficit either. It's kind of like Washington. You know what I mean? They could be good Christian scientists. We don't have any debt. Um, Anyway. um, So they are Probably passing away, they, in a sense, gave gave birth to a twin, and that's unity. The Unity School they call it, and that is flourishing. It is a less nutty version, and it um, they teach unity teaches that. Now, I hope I'm not off here. Unity doesn't really have... They may have specific meeting places or whatever, but you don't have to join them or attend something or sign up for something. You don't have to do anything. You can stay in a Methodist church and be a part of unity. Okay, Um, Episcopalian, I don't care, Catholic... Islam, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Because unity is a, a generic kind of thought um, that will, yeah, we got enough time. We'll, we'll look at that. Um, they are further, well, if it's possible, <laughs> they're further away from Orthodox Christianity than Christian science is. Okay, yeah? Is it the same as Unitarian? No, and that's confusing. Um, because the, the the Unitarians, Unitarianism is much older. Unitarianism goes clear back into the 12s and the 1300s, before it was, um, there was a one guy, a bunch of different people, but one guy, um, so Sinus was his name, and I think he was in the 12s or 13s, and he is the, they've named the, Doctrine of Unitarianism after him as it's Socinianism, okay? Um, but even though you have the same, uh, nearly the same uh, title and word, they're quite, well, they, they share some beliefs, but they're way off as far as their history. And, and you, can be, you can be a Unitarian and be other stuff. There were a number. Um, there were a number of the founding fathers, um, in, of the U.S. who were Deists, who were also Unitarians. Now, a Unitarian just denies the Trinity. Thomas Jefferson called uh, called um, the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity. You know, it's. I think it's in the Library of Congress. It's some museum back in Washington or either Philadelphia his New Testament, Jefferson's New Testament, where he took a penknife and cut out of the New Testament, or the Gospels, I mean, of the four Gospels, cut out every miracle uh, because he didn't believe in miracles. Um, you don't have a miracle if, you, if you're not here. <laughs> um, and Jesus, not being God, according to the Socinians, didn't perform miracles. Um, but you can be a deist and a um, Unitarian. You can be a bunch of things and a Unitarian. So um, it's, a, it's more of a philosophy than it's an organized church. Okay. Now, um, let me see what we can do a little bit here. Let me, let me just read a couple lines out of um, one page about the beginning of Christian science and of, of uh, unity. Both Christian science and unity um, talk of God as Trinity. Now I've been telling you that they don't believe in the Trinity. Why they do too believe in the Trinity. But if you dig a bit deeper and ask them, their concept of the Trinity is God, God is pantheistic. He, he, God is everywhere. The rocks, the waterfalls, everything's God. Okay? And the Trinity is life, truth, and love. Okay? So they don't believe anything about the Trinity, okay? But like many of the cults, they, they use terminology that means something radically different to us than it does to them, and they know it, but they use it, and gullible people don't pick up on it, okay? Now, um, <clears throat> their real concept of God love, truth, constitute the triune divine principles um, or Christian science. So Christian science and unity, though they're two different movements, unity is now massively bigger. Christian science is on, um, it's probably it, I don't know if it'll, it'll be totally gone, but it's, in, it's on life support. Okay. Um, <coughs> Now, looking again at kind of the founding here, um, don't forget Phineas Parkhurst Quimby, okay, um, because he his teachings gave rise to Mary Baker Eddy and Christian Science, and another couple by the name of Charles and was it yeah Charles and Myrtle Fillmore? Okay. Once again, we're in the 18 or 19th century. In 18, uh, I think it's 79. Quimby's writing not only had impressed Mary Baker Eddy and started Christian Science, but Myrtle and Charles Fillmore were you know mesmerized by. Um, Quimby, okay? And his writings about, you know, no pain and whatever. So they rented a little hall and met just the two of them to start out with in Missouri. (laughs) And there's a lot of the cults that ended up being in Missouri. I don't know what the deal is there, but at any rate. Um, And the headquarters of Unity School of Christianity, or whatever they call it. Um, That'll be in here somewhere. Yeah, that's it. It's Unity School of Christianity. Um, They're located in Missouri, okay, today. Uh, While Christian Science, it's kind of twin sister, is still in Boston. Now, here are the tenets, the teachings of the Unity School of Christianity, and m- almost all of their stuff is done online, re- uh, used to, of course, be television and mail, okay, but now, of course, with the internet, and which Al Gore invented, um, everything's online, and all, you know, they, it's quick social media, so, um, they, they are um, very large, whereas some of the other that think alike are shrinking. Okay, what do we got here? Probably nine, eight or nine different doctrines or teachings. The Bible is the greatest of many sacred texts. It is not inspired by a personal God, and it is not infallible. Other than that, it's a wonderful book. The biblical trinity is an allegory and does not exist. Okay? Um, If it doesn't even exist, how is it an allegory of anything? You understand what I mean? Um, Third, God is not a personal being but he is infinite mind that can be expressed in can be expressed in matter okay now this is going to really matter to you tonight you'll be talking about it when you drive home you won't even get to sleep the difference between christian science and unity christian science denies matter even exists so god whoever he is is could not manifest himself as or through matter meaning the body okay whereas unity school of Christianity does believe that matter exists. So that's the difference between them and Christian science. Therefore, God can speak through people or use people matter um, because it does exist. Okay? Now, God's not a personal being but an infinite mind that can be expressed in matter. <clears throat> He's found everywhere in the universe of living things. He is the human higher self. He does not love humans in a personal sense because he is the love in everyone. Okay? So he is. He is love. He is wisdom. He is whatever but he's not a being, he's not a person, okay? Um, <clears throat> it re, kind of reminds me, bumper stickers you used to see in Eugene, Oregon. Be love now. <laughs> Nuts. Um, I don't even, I don't know what that means, but nevertheless, it's, you don't love, you are love, Okay? whatever that means. Um, <clears throat> Jesus was neither the Christ nor the Son of God nor the second person of the biblical trinity. He was a master teacher. We appreciate the, you know, the generosity here to commend Jesus. Um, the word Christ represents the principle of God. Mind that has always existed. It is the divine spark in all humans. Anybody ever heard that or something similar to it? It's, it's the divine spark, the divine fire, the, that spark of divinity that's in every human that makes us essentially good. Um, let's see here. Jesus was the one who best expressed the Christ consciousness, divinity or ideal of all God's children. You understand it completely? This is absolute it's word salad nonsense. It's just utter nonsense. Anyway, I've no idea what they mean. Atonement is at one with the divine mind. Okay? Salvation is in living the Christ pattern. It's all on your own. It's your own discipline. It's your own way. Um, there's no such thing, of course, as conversion. Um, but you, you pattern your living after Jesus. Okay? Um, heaven and hell are states of mind only, human thinking, and are not material places. They aren't real places. Heaven and hell just exist in your mind. Okay? Reincarnation, now this is also sets aside unity from Christian science. There into reincarnation. Reincarnation brings forth the purified man, the Christ consciousness through multiple incarnations, okay? Each incarnation is always in the form of a human being and they will eventually lead to eternal life what under the sun they even mean by eternal life. Okay, Now, one thing about unity that has caught on about unity in the western world is the eastern religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, and all the different um, reincarnation routes that uh, eastern religions have. They are more hierarchical you come back you know you may come back as a Norway rat okay then you the next time you come back as you know I don't know um, maybe a better rat Um, but you keep coming back as some animal better and better and then you might get to be a human that has never appealed to Western minds The notion of coming back as an animal this is why Indians will India Indians will sit there and starve while rats devour mounds of wheat and grain that are on docks because the rat the monkey the cow whoever it is is grandpa reincarnated and so you know the notion that religion has nothing to do with culture even you know of government it has a lot to do with it that, that religion impoverishes them they'll feed milk to a cobra instead of their children okay because it's, it's an ancestor coming back um, so unity school of Christianity expunged all the animal junk you don't come back now as a Reese's monkey. Monkey, Everybody is coming back as a person. And, and maybe more refined person, more elevated person, until, again, you get, well, in the Eastern they call it nirvana. Here they're using the term eternal life. Okay, um, But there was some, there's just been some, um, twisting and turning and changing and um, tinkering, tweaking it to get it away from some of the bizarre Eastern stuff. Again, of coming back as animals and all that stuff, okay? Now, um, Unity was incorporated in 1914, okay? So they have been around for um, a while. I don't know. I've got, you know, I looked at all of their, their doctrines um, and I don't know how much um, it matters, some of this. Um, let me just look for anything that I think matters. Um, <clears throat> they are growing rapidly in America. Uh, power and prestige, again, it's a thought, it's a philosophy. You don't have to join a church. Um, you're not a Methodist, uh, Baptist. You, this is just, um, anybody can think it, including totally secular. They're really big to, um, big in the environment, big in a vegetarianism, um, Again, there's a, there's a you know there's a very deep um, unity within unity with the world around you, the globe, the trees and rocks and whatever. Okay, you can see how that finds then. Um, welcome, that's a welcome soil for the seeds of that whole kind of of thinking that we're into um, today. I'm glad for one. Uh, I think most of you guys probably are. If you aren't, we're going to have to deal with you. I think it, it will make strides, unforeseen strides, if we can get rid of plastic animals um, in the, you know, the merry-go-rounds at the fair. you know about that um, you know the where the parent stands on holding onto the pole and the kid is riding a pink horse and it goes up and it goes down it goes up and that's teaching that child um, to de something that pink plastic horse or whatever so there's a move to get rid of those old um, what do you call those things? Yeah, to get rid of the old, at at really old parks or even some modern ones that are at amusement parks. We can get rid of those, so we'll stop teaching our children to, you know, belittle and use um, animals. So I think the sunrise is just coming up over the ridge um, and we'll be flooded with goodness and light if we can get rid of those plastic elephants and giraffes and all that on the parasol, carousel. So be encouraged. I just was given an article that I read a couple days ago on well, it's really not new, but it, it's centered around internationally. It's centered around, very attached to um, the UN stuff and a lot of these elite things, like the, Was it, Divas or whoever that meet over in Switzerland and, you know, the elites and the, you know, climate nuts. Um, it's a genuine religion. I mean, they pray to the earth. Um, they have organized, they're starting to be organized rituals and big meetings that showed huge gathering of people that were at some big UN climate thing. Um, but they were, you know, worshiping. The, it's, it's, but we think, man, alive, Lord, have you ever seen this? Yeah. <laughs> um, what did they, what did they worship in the Old Testament? The sun, the moon, the stars. You know, God's not any less irritated by it, but he's seen it. He, he's been around. Um, he's seen the craziness. But this is new to us. We've not seen Western civilization, what we're used to, decay like this and turn to just... Craziness, but anyway. Um, so that's <coughs> some of this is old. Uh, some of it seems new, but it's like Solomon. There's no new thing under the sun, and the devil's only got several ideas. But if you're the devil, there's no real reason to change them because they work pretty well. Okay, well, it's eight. That <coughs> we'll beat the get out before the kids do. Um, so, any fast questions? Yeah. Can you explain the book you have there? Is, is, is that where much of what you've been teaching comes from? Yeah, a lot of it. This is the 6th edition. It's called Kingdom of the Cults. It's written by a guy named Walter Martin who's dead now. But this is, I don't know which, um, I think this was published in 2018 or 19. Um, but he, it first came out. Um, It was a brand new book, and and this lets you know how old I am. Um, It came out in 75, and we used it in seminary for, you know, cults and world religions. And um, so I have the original one, um, you know, the first edition, and then... um, it's. It's. they've done a good job of keeping it updated and adding new religions that weren't even around, you know. Um, and so it gets fatter all the time. Um, Is much of what you've talked over the last few months found in this book? Yeah, I've used other books, but I think, especially on the big-time cults, you know. Um, well, there really are... Technically, here in America, we talk about the the four major cults, which is Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Seventh Adventist, Christian Science. Um, What am I forgetting? Um, What? Yeah, Um, and yeah, and I shouldn't have said um, Seventh Adventist. He believes Seventh Adventist. Martin believes Seventh Adventist ought to be a cult, Um, but he's a bit. Nicer to the Seventh Adventist. There's another book that's in our library um, that I also have used in seminary. It's written by a guy named Anthony Hakama. and he just treats those four major cults. And he's hard-nosed on Seventh Adventists. He believes they sh- they should be called a, car- a cult and so forth. Um, but yeah, this would give you this would give you the bulk. Of um, <clears throat> and it's. I'll just look at it real, real quickly here. Um, there's Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Mormonism, Spiritism. That's not a bad one to study. Spiritism. Um, when I pastored in Anderson, Indiana, in um, three miles away it was a. The uh, little crummy, uh, dumpy little town called Daleville, and anyway, they had one of the largest in the United States, spiritism or you know, sp- um, seances and all that kind of junk, campgrounds over there where they had annual camps and they'd been they'd been there for I think it was 150 years. They met at that site, um, but. Um, Theosophical Society, Buddhism, we've touched Baha'i, Unity School of Christianity is what we're looking at now. Armstrongism, the Worldwide Church of God, that's a kind of an interesting one too. I was thinking about talking about that. Ever anybody ever heard of that? Yeah. Worldwide Church of God, or it used to be called way back the the Radio Church of God. Okay, they're British Israeliteism, <laughs> um, which anyway. Um, then Unification Church, um, which that's Mooney's. Um, Scientology, which I, we, need, we do need to cover that one. Eastern religions, which we've kind of already looked at. E- uh, Islam. Um, and then Seventh day Adventist, as quasi called Unitarianism, Rosicrucianism. Um, Rosicrucianism is related to these two. They're into reincarnation and all that kind of stuff. Then Swedenborgianism. I know all of you want to know about that one, but that one's an old one too. Um, but anyway, yeah, you'd get you'd get anything you needed for whoever you bumped into. The likeness, the likelihood of bumping into a Swedenborgianist is pretty. <laughs> uh, but a Mormon, a Jehovah's Witness, yeah, so. That This book, just called Kingdom of the Cults, by Martin, is available Amazon anywhere. Uh, and it's not very expensive because there's a zillion of them. Okay, anything else? Anybody persuaded to, you know, be a... Remember, next time you have a splitting headache, the pain's not real, the headache's not real, you aren't real. It's taken care of well let's pray father in heaven thank you that you are a sane god and you wrote down in a book simple truths for simple people humble people and so lord help us continue we have to know about all these you instructed israel what to stay away from and the falsehoods that were all around them yet The tighter we hold to truth, the easier it is to recognize the error and to avoid it. Guide us, I pray, as we make our way home this evening. Keep us safe. Watch over, Lord, those of our number that are either recovering or in situations where they they need your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you are dismissed.